Hello, hello. Welcome back to Some Prose in a Poem. Today, I am going to talk about this idea, this construct of the soft life. So we may have heard of the soft life being talked about on social media, a lot more women who are professionals, entrepreneurs talking about how they'd like more of the soft life. Um, yeah, and so I wanna kind of dissect where this has come from, from my vantage point and my understanding and really kind of talk about why it's important and what it is a regurgitation of. Because I believe that self-care or the idea of self-care, which has been around since I guess the 1960s or so, Audre Lorde talks about self-care as a revolutionary act in her work that like many things, it has become co-opted and colonized to the point of what does self-care even mean anymore, right? So I think many people aren't resonating with self-care. And so you look for ways to call a thing something different. And that is where I believe we are with the soft life. So this is something that is not against anyone having a career or a profession or a passion. This is about setting strong, stern boundaries. So the soft life can be, okay, I'm gonna start setting boundaries for my life in my work in life. It's a movement that was started by, <clears throat> excuse me, black women to slow down and allow for a little ease, to allow for a life of ease and peace. I do believe that the woman that initially mentioned the soft life on her social media is actually Nigerian. And so, there's that little bit of a fact. But in my work, I'm interested in binary and dichotomous thinking. So what is a soft life? It's the opposite of hard life, right? It's the opposite of capitalism, where we release our expectations around societal norms and capitalism and of others. We release our expectations of others. We use the soft life in the way that means more sleep, more rest, and not necessarily luxury or expensive vacations. So I believe that when this the construct of the soft life first came out, people were talking about, oh, you know, they were talking about living a life of luxury, taking expensive vacations to the Maldives and the you know, Ghana and New Zealand, and it's not that. So another way of saying this is, as Trisha Hershey says, sit your ass down. 
Many of us are, are busybodies moving about doing things because we don't want to sit with ourselves. We won't want to, we don't want to sit in the stillness of getting to know ourselves intimately, being curious about ourselves, being curious about what comes up in ruminations of the mind, expressions of the heart, creativeness coming from the spirit in the soul. So I believe that's important. As a person who has a business called Yoga to Sleep and uses yoga to help people restore rest and get better sleep for the best life. In her book, Rest is Resistance, a manifesto, which I love, Trisha Hersey says some very important things. And I have dog-eared this book. This has just been amazing. Um, but on page 178 her, of her book, Trisha says, my rest is possible in a white supremacist patriarchal capitalist system because of my attraction to life and spirit. My rest is possible in a white supremacist patriarchal capitalist system because of my attraction to life and spirit. So there's the construct of life and there's the construct of spirit and the soul. And like I mentioned before, the construct of self-care has been co-opted. And so I understand, and I didn't realize Trisha Hersey did not use self-care in this book at all until she, she said, I didn't write about self-care in this book. And I understand, I, I, I understand that. Audre Lorde said, you know, spoke to self-care as this revolutionary, revolutionary act. This part of the revolution. I think that has, and I've done yoga for self-care. I've done lots of things around self-care, being in the wellness space. And I understand that self-care has been relegated, downgraded, co-opted to mean luxury, getting my hair done, getting my nails done, taking a bath. And as Trisha Hershey mentions in several places in her book, you cannot self-care, you can't get your nails done and think that the patriarchy, that racism is going to all of a sudden be absolved. And half the time we're exhausted because of patriarchy, capitalism, and racism, full stop. So if we understand that, we can then look at our own exhaustion and burnout differently. So she's talking to us about rest. And on page 101, let me find it. She has this, I don't know if it's a poem, but I feel like it's a poem. I feel like it's a, it's a poem. And yes, it is a poem. Poetry like rest opens up corners of the unknown while guiding effortless, effortlessly. So I'm going to read the poem because it's on page 101 and 102 of her book, Rest is Resistance, because I, I just, I love it. And I, I write poetry, as you all know. And so I'm going to read it here. Rest is real life conversations. I don't know any other way to go. Rest is the roadmap. 
the guiding force, a truth teller. Rest is a meeting with self with a typed agenda. Rest is on your knees whispering words silently on the right side of the bed. Rest is lunchtime dreaming, the energy of the Rastafarian who showed me how to pray standing up with my eyes open, hands stretched wide. Because how will you see and know when prayers are answered? Rest is holy oil from my mama's wooden dresser. Pompeian olive oil, the fancy kind in glass. Blessed by the elders, poured over our heads as we rebuke the devil. Rest is laying on of hands, a force field all around you. Rest is a dream made real, a portal, an honest place, a trusting place, a sacred refuge, a dissertation length long, longing. Rest works, rest dreams, infinite power moving, care surrounding us. Rest is a gift and an antenna, an ancient call dangling on the tips of tongues from a head lightly connected on a silk pillow. Rest is holding us close, rest is home. First of all, I remember that Pompeian oil. And I remember my mom having little bottles of the Pompeian oil on her dresser. And I'm like, this stuff is for cooking. Why is it on my mother's dresser? Or why is it on her nightstand? And we actually sometimes used it in our hair. And, and it was it was interesting. I, I didn't know other people did that. And my mother is no longer here for me to ask these questions. But why did you have... Pompeian oil. What's so special about the Pompeian olive oil? Um, but now I know other people did it. And that was, it's just beautiful to read that and, and receive that message, that feeling of oneness. So back to the soft life. The soft life was me just now reminiscing about Pompeian oil and my mom in those moments. Rest can look like so many things as Trisha mentions in the poem, but also on page 24, she says this, resting is about the beginning process of undoing trauma so that we can thrive and evolve back to our natural state, a state of ease and rest. We are meant to survive and ultimately thrive because we are divine. All of culture is in collaboration for us not to rest. We are meant to survive and ultimately thrive because we are divine. All culture is in collaboration for us not to rest. She makes mention in several areas of the book that rest is a spiritual practice. And I say in my training, I have a yoga training that's 20 hours for yoga teachers and yoga therapists that sleep is spiritual. And I've said this for years. I've had my business um, since 2012 and I've been saying this for years because I feel like if we're dreaming and if messages are coming through in dreams and if we're able to dream during certain stages of sleep and there are five stages of sleep um, and not other stages of sleep, that there's some, there's some connection there to the spirit realm and to the spirit world that connects our soul purpose to that. And so I am a 
firm believer in in lucid dreaming and journaling, writing your dreams down and meditating to meditate on the dream you had the night prior. Perhaps there's some messages that can come through that way. Um, Tricia Hershey speaks to portals and, and daydreaming. I think that's also important and it's not being lazy. You know, daydreaming has purpose and sometimes there's nothing fruitful at the end of it. You just needed to rest and escape from, from the daily trials and tribulations of xenophobia, racism, sexism, patriarchy, all the isms that we just need to escape. And we can do that without social media. And we can do that without technology. And we can do that without electronics. We are the technology. We have the innate ability to do these things. And so finally, on page 18 of her book, she says, sleep deprivation is a public health issue and a spiritual issue. I'm so glad people know this. I'm so glad people know this. It is a spiritual issue for a few reasons. To understand that we are spiritual beings navigating life in a material world opens us to the possibilities of rest as a spiritual practice. Our entire living is a spiritual practice. Much of our resistance to rest, sleep, and slowing down is an ego problem. I mention that when I talk about this in my training, where I go through the koshas. So there are five koshas or bodily shes in yoga. And you start with anamaya kosha, which is um, the physical body. You go from gross to subtle. The subtle body is bliss body, the soul space. Right before that, Anamaya, Anandamaya Kosha is Vijnanamaya Kosha or the wisdom body. During these subtle koshas, I'm asking people, particularly as it relates to me working one-on-one -on -one with yoga therapy clients, like, what is your energy level? What is your stress level? I monitor how they're breathing, how they're standing, how they're sitting. And that's how I can determine, you know, in part, along with other assessment where they are having problems with sleeping. And sometimes it's as simple as you can't drink coffee at three o'clock in the afternoon. But yeah, um, this is really a good book to start examining as it relates to the soft life, but also what constructs are we tethered to? Have we chained ourselves to? If we've changed our, chained ourselves to capitalism to society as it is, well, this is what it is, so I can't do anything different, then you are participating in your own demise. I mean, yes, we're all dying, but do we want to have a demise, you know, or do we want to live in a spiritual way, in a mindful way, in a fully present way, moving forward? That's, to me, part of the soft life. Personally, I don't think I'll be using the soft life. I, I don't think I'll be in conversation saying, hey, I want more of this soft life. I mean, I will say I want more time for myself. The way I say self-care is I need more time to myself. I need to set boundaries. I want to take, I'm taking Fridays off, right? I'm spending more time in nature. I love being outside hiking in parks and refuges, refuge. I like being near water. I like solitary time. I like time by myself. I like time with others. I like jazz concerts. I like concerts outside in the park. 
I like reading poetry. I like writing poetry. And so I do the things that satiate me. And I take the time to also make sure that my inner body is being nourished and satiated. So whatever I'm putting in my body is caring for myself, hydrating with water, with lemon. I do this daily. Having tea in the morning, moving my body through yoga, dance, breath, meditating, writing in my journal, going for a walk outside, jumping on my rebounder, spending time reading poetry, reading books that I love. So think of things that you can do to create a quote unquote soft life for yourself, to create a space of resistance within your rest, through your rest, resistance through your rest. And if you're not doing this, not to practice self-deprecation, but take tiny steps. One of the things I like to say when I am giving presentations on rest and sleep is how can you create tiny bits of joy for yourself so that the initial start of a rest practice or anything around caring for yourself, loving yourself in a meaningful way, just can simply involve tiny bits of joy. What brings you joy? And if you're one of those people that say, I don't have time for this or that, can you stay in the shower for five more minutes with your eyes closed and let the warm water wash over you? Tiny bits of joy. Can you sit in the car for five minutes before you jump right out and get in the house for things and listen to jazz or classical music and just close your eyes and breathe? Tiny bits of joy. So I will pause there and I hope that this message lands. I hope you receive what you need to receive as you listen today. Be blessed.